BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You know, Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that. Free. Switch to Pure Talk today and you'll get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Now, qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and, of course, mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash Sean and claim your eligibility for free, your brand-new Samsung 5G smartphone. Again, it's puretalk.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N, and switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Let not your heart be troubled. You are listening to the Sean Hannity Radio Show Podcast. 1-800-Flowers is giving guys everywhere an awesome incentive to order their Valentine's bouquets early. Right now, 1-800-Flowers is offering up to 40% off their best-selling bouquets and gifts, but only while supplies last. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash Hannity. 1-800-Flowers.com slash Hannity. Months ago as a candidate, I publicly presented a list of brilliant and accomplished people to the American electorate and pledged to make my choice from among that list. Millions of voters said this was the single most important issue to them when they voted for me for president. I am a man of my word. I will do as I say, something that the American people have been asking for from Washington for a very, very long time. Today... Thank you. Today, I am keeping another promise to the American people by nominating Judge Neil Gorsuch of the United States Supreme Court to be of the United States Supreme Court. And I would like to ask Judge Gorsuch and his wonderful wife, Louise, to please step forward. Please, Louise, Judge. Here they come. Here they come. Another significant promise. I thought the most amazing thing Trump said last night is I, I am, I'm checking off the list. I made a promise. I said I'd pick an originalist. I said I'd pick a constitutionalist. I said I would pick somebody for the Supreme Court that would be worthy to, to fill these shoes, if, you, if it's ever possible, of Antonin Scalia. But in the, in the mold of Scalia and Clarence Thomas, my two favorite justices ever of all time, 
And now Neil Gorsuch is facing what predictably happens to any Republican that is nominated to the U.S. Supreme Court. Let's take a trip down memory lane. Now the word borking has become a verb because Democrats predictably there was nobody that Donald Trump could have picked where Chuck Schumer and company wouldn't say, oh, they're out of the mainstream because they want judicial activists on the court. Not people that have a fidelity to the Constitution, separation of powers, co-equal branches of government. Somebody that wants to impose their will and values. What Democrats cannot get done legislatively, what they cannot get done at the ballot box, they have historically, predictably relied on judicial activists to do for them. That's what you get in Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Sonia Sotomayor and, and some of the other liberal justices. One of the biggest mistakes was David Souter on the court because he is a reliable activist along with all the Democratic picks up there as well. Anyway, this is what Neil Gorish and Republicans and the president can predict. When you don't vote, you let another church explode. When you don't vote, you allow another cross to burn. When you don't vote, you let another assault wound a brother or sister. When you don't vote, you let the Republicans continue to cut school lunches and hit start. I mean, you got the first sort of mainstream African-American yeah. who is articulate and bright and, and, and clean and nice-looking guy. I don't feel no ways tired. I come too far. go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. So fully, am I, I'm not joking. I'm actually old enough to remember the good old days and they weren't all that good in many ways. That message where I'll give you America great again is if you're a white southerner, you know exactly what it means, don't you? Mitt Romney, he's speaking to a population of this, a segment of the population who does not like to see people other than a white man in the White House or in any other elected position. I don't know how anyone of Hispanic heritage could be a Republican, okay? Do I need to say more? Romney wants to let the, he said in the first hundred days, he's going to let the big banks once again write their own rules. Unchain Wall Street. They're going to put you all back in chains. Don't tell me we live in a colorblind society. The Republicans know that theirs is the wrong agenda for African-Americans. That's why they don't even want to count you in the census. They're doing everything they can to stop black people, Latinos, poor people, young people, people with disabilities from voting. It's a blast from the Jim Crow past. I thought we had won that battle back in the 1960s. No, I think that they played the race card on me. And we now know from memos from the campaign and everything that they plan to do it all along. On June 7, 1998, in Texas, my father was killed. He was beaten, chained, and then dragged three miles to his death, all because he was black. So when Governor George W. Bush refused to support hate crimes legislation, it was like my father was killed all over again. Carl 
President George W. Bush and tell him to support hate crimes legislation. We won't be dragged away from our future. Robert Bork's America is a land in which women would be forced into back alley abortions, blacks would sit at segregated lunch counters, rogue police could break down citizens' doors in midnight raids, and school children could not be taught about evolution. Writers and artists would be censured at the whim of government. This is a circus. It's a national disgrace. It is a high-tech lynching for uppity blacks who in any way deign to think for themselves. And it is a message that unless you kowtow to an old order, you will be lynched, destroyed, caricatured by a committee of the U.S. U.S. Senate rather than hung from a tree. Wow. That is your modern Democratic Party now for a full generation to two generations. This is who they are. All these people supporting them, Madonna dreaming about blowing up the White House, Ashley Judd, uh, all of the the opposition party that is the alt-left radical media, Chuck Todd's Muslim man, Muslim man, CNN, Muslim man, Muslim man, Muslim man, not a Muslim ban when 90% of Muslims aren't banned. Never was a Muslim ban. It was a list that President Obama put forward. This is your, this is it. You know, the amazing thing, they already had printed up. Now, nobody knew who the nominee was going to be. It was coming down to three separate people, as I told you yesterday. Now, I did get a heads up from one of my many sources who the choice was going to be before I came on the radio yesterday. But I gave my word and I don't break my word. And I knew it was going to be Neil Gorsuch, which gave me time to research him, even though I had already researched him and Pryor and, and all the other people, Hilder, Hilderman, whatever his name is. Um, I had researched all of them, and I was prepared for any of those nominees. And I even had backup packs on everybody on Trump's list, because that's what prepared hosts are supposed to do. Now, the big issue is, how do you have prepared stop Neil Gorsuch placards made up if it, it didn't matter who Trump was going to pick, of course, Chuck Schumer's going to oppose it because Chuck Schumer wants a, a liberal leftist judicial activist on the court. And that's what liberals want. What they can't do the honest way, which is use their enumerated power as the legislature to get elected, pass legislation when they can't get that done, then they rely on left wing justices to do for them what no legislature would ever do without being thrown out of office. That's what their goal is. Now, it's interesting to watch. There's a lot of disarray here. Yeah, it's, it's going to be very close. You need to get the 60 votes cloture, which would allow an up or down vote. If there's an up or down vote, Neil Gorsuch is a Supreme Court nominee. Now, the reason a lot of people are bringing up Merrick Garland. Well, why did the Republicans stop Merrick Garland Well, all they were doing was following what's called the Joe Biden rule. And the Joe Biden rule was that if it's the last year in a president's term, then the Supreme Court should not vacancy should not be filled and that it should be a referendum in the next election. Everybody knew that if Donald Trump won, who his nominees would be, he would choose from a list of 20, which I think was a brilliant move at the time and a brilliant Strategy to tell everybody, see, I made a promise. I'm keeping my promise. I'm building the wall. I'm keeping my promise. 
I'm vetting refugees. I'm keeping my promise. I'm eliminating Obamacare. We're replacing it. I'm keeping my promise. My economic plan is coming out. I'm keeping my promise. I'm going to fix the VA. I'm keeping my promise. Wow, shocker. And he's doing it as expeditiously. I'm getting rid of regulations. I'm getting out of bad trade agreements like TPP. I want to get rid of 75% of regulations. You can only have a new regulation if you get rid of two of them. It's everything he said he's doing. And this is day 12. Day 12. We've seen more action, more promises kept, more honesty, more truthfulness from a president or a politician than I think I've seen in my lifetime. And it's refreshing. And all you never Trumper people, I took enough shots at you on Twitter last night. All you guys at the NRO that were so vile and vicious to Donald Trump, Bill Crystal is still clueless, absolutely clueless over there at the Weekly Standard, if he's still there. I don't even know what he does. Nothing significant that impacts any of us. You know, the only reason this happened is because you rejected the false narrative. You made your own decision. The only reason this court nominee was put forward was because of all of you irredeemable, deplorable people that cling to God, your Bibles, your guns, and your religion. You're the ones that made yesterday happen, not the conservative intelligentsia that basically were sabotaging Trump every step of the way. Now, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on them. But what's fascinating is to watch some Democrats don't want to go along with Chuck Schumer. And it's really for their own political survival. Except I might give more, more slack to Joe Manchin, but he's from West Virginia. West Virginia's coal country. Remember, Hillary was going to put coal miners out of work and coal companies out of business. Joe Manchin doesn't want any part of the radical left wing of his party, and I don't blame him. By the way, at least he's one of the only Democrats that will come on radio and TV with me. And we, we talk about where we agree, and he said over and over again, I want to help save the country, and I want the country to be a better place, and I want... Uh, the president's energy plan implemented. So I got to give him credit. He says, I'm not going to filibuster anybody. Well, he's up for reelection in 2018. Senator Claire McCaskill tweeted, we should have a full confirmation hearing process and a vote on any nominee for the Supreme Court. Well, she's up for election in 2018, too. Senator John Tester said that the Senate should have a, a hearing and a vote on the president's Supreme Court nominee. Uh, then we have Heidi uh, Heitkamp of uh, North Dakota, and she called for the president's Supreme Court nominee to get a full hearing, and they absolutely receive an up or down vote. Even Chris Kuhn, by the way, I actually didn't hate him too much when I met him. He said he will push for a hearing and a vote. In other words, these guys are being fair. Now that a nominee has been announced, more Democrats are, are backing away. You know, and and I don't think that Schumer, I'm actually thinking now for the first time that there might not be a need for the nuclear option. Now Schumer is calling it the thermonuclear option because this guy is of such high intellect. And this guy's had a central casting in terms of his judicial mind. It's unbelievable how smart this guy is and his background and his judicial philosophy and how solid his writings have been. Pretty amazing. All right, we'll get to all of this today and uh, all the other news of the day. Ann Coulter checks in with us at the top of the next hour. Now that Uncle Joe has left the building, maybe we can get back to bringing jobs home. That's Jobs, J-O-B-S. This is the Sean Hannity Show.
We have a breaking news. We got a breaking news sounder here, Jason. This is massive. Wait till you hear. Breaking news now. Here's Sean Hannity. The opposition alt-left radical media is now reporting breaking news that President Donald Trump has left the White House on Marine One on an unannounced trip. The White House has not disclosed his destination. It will be another alt-radical left media meltdown. Where is the president? Where is the press pool? Remember what happened when he went out to dinner one night with his family and didn't bring the press with him. They were freaking out. Are you going to ignore the pool? Are you going to ignore it? Apparently, he didn't care. It's funny. So Trump today, earlier today, talked about CNN being fake news again. There's a political story out today. Uh, We're sending surrogates because they've not gone on CNN shows, icing out the network now. Why should you go on CNN where you're called a liar? Why should you go on CNN when they mischaracterize what is truth? A Muslim ban. It's not a Muslim ban when 90 percent of the world's Muslims are not included. It never was a Muslim ban. Anyway, so they decided we're sending surrogates to places where we think it makes more sense to promote our agenda. Said a White House official acknowledging CNN is not such a place, but adding that the ban's not permanent. CNN reporter speaking on background was more blunt. The White House is trying to punish the network and force down its ratings. Well, it's already they already their ratings suck. I mean, it's not like they're good ratings. I see them every day. You know, it's funny how they lie to people about ratings and but they get killed every night. They're trying to cull CNN from the herd, the reporter said. With all due respect, I mean, if you want to hear that Donald Trump is a liar every day, that Donald Trump is rogue, that Donald Trump doesn't have the temperament, that Donald Trump's a liar, that Donald Trump's a this, a that, a this, a that, and a racist on top of it all, then go turn on CNN or MSNBC. But if you want to hear that it's not a Muslim ban, that 90% of Muslims are not being impacted including Indonesia, Egypt, Turkey, Jordan, uh, the Saudis, you know, and get some facts and truth in your life. Hannity is on at 10 o'clock as the antidote every night. And I would appreciate if you tune in and tell your friends. And the more of you that watch, the better it is for all of us. And what they have done is they have created an environment where after they got caught colluding with Hillary's campaign at CNN, they have totally lost legitimacy. That's that's their problem. There are some things in life we prefer to delay. But you know what? Seeing your wife, your girlfriend, the women you love smile, well, that should not be on the list. Now, this year, I'm planning ahead with 1-800-Flowers.com. They are the official florist of Valentine's Day. And 1-800-Flowers has a wide selection of beautiful rose bouquets. And the best part is they start at just $29.99. Now, these breathtaking roses from 1-800-Flowers, they're all picked at their peak. They're shipped overnight to ensure freshness and, of course, your loved one's amazement. Now, simply pick your delivery date. Let 1-800-Flowers handle the rest. one 800 
Flowers. They have exclusive offers just for you, Sean Hannity listeners. Today's offer is 18 red roses for only $29.99. You can upgrade to 24 roses for 10 bucks more, only while supplies last. So when it comes to Valentine's Day, don't settle for anything less than 1-800-Flowers.com to get amazing Valentine's Day deals like 18 red roses for just $29.99. Upgrade to 24 roses for 10 bucks more while supplies last. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash Hannity. 1-800-Flowers.com slash Hannity. Why wait to wow? Order now. All right, here's a refreshing change. 25 till the top of the hour. We have uh, the Trump White House warning Iran that there will be consequences if they continue to engage in missile tests and other prohibited military activity in defiance of U.N. resolutions. And, of course, the Obama deal. Uh, President Trump's national security advisor, Michael Flynn, said the U.S. was officially putting Iran on notice over its destabilizing activity after a test fired a ballistic missile over the weekend. He said, as of today, we are officially putting Iran on notice without explaining exactly what that meant. I'll tell you what it means. If they don't stop it, they're going to bomb the crap out of them, probably along with the Israelis and take out their nuclear sites, which is what we should have done in the last eight years, except Obama was too busy kissing the mullah's ass and uh, giving them ransom money and one point and however many billions of dollars. It was so ridiculous. Um, And the Iranians have never kept a deal. They're the number one state sponsor of terror. Number one. What else we got today? Um, There is a battle going on here over nominees. Now, I see Rex Tillerson just got through. Jamie Dupree sent uh, his report. By the way, a lot of people asking about Jamie. Jamie is getting better. Jamie's had vocal voice issues for, I guess it's about a year now, right? And uh, he's a good friend of the program. He's still a part of our program. He sends us notes every day. We talk to him often. I I would see him at every event throughout the year last year. I know he doesn't like me talking about him too much, but I didn't do it anyway. We love Jamie. And uh, he's still a part of the Sean Hannity show. And anyway, he sent me his uh, D.C. notes today. Democrats boycotting the Senate Finance Committee. GOP convened a panel and changed the committee rules, allowing them to vote on uh, Munchen and on Tom Price, Treasury and Health and Human Services, without Mnuchin, whatever his name is, uh, without any Democrats being present. And those nominations now go to the Senate floor. Democrats also boycotted another meeting of the EPA picks. Scott Pruitt. There's just a bunch of crybabies. Now, this didn't happen when Barack Obama became president, in case you're wondering. Seven of his cabinet officials were already confirmed before he ever got into the White House or sworn in. Anyway, so the GOP did not change the rules in the Senate Environment and Public Works Committee, so Pruitt didn't get a vote. In 2013, Republicans on that panel used... Some some tactics to delay the Obama EPA pick, but that was, again, late into his presidency. Uh, Senator Jeff Sessions has uh, advanced through the Senate committee. Finally, the Senate Judiciary, 11 to 9, probably next week, floor vote. And uh, we got Tillerson through today at the at, as a secretary of state. Uh, not clear if the Senate will work into the weekend on Sessions. Trump urging McConnell to go nuclear. Now, that's what I want to get to here in a second. You know, so the GOP now has to thwart Democratic obstructionism and changing rules because they won't even show up at hearings because they're a bunch of big babies. And when you get a guy like Orrin Hatch mad, Orrin Hatch actually said crap on TV today. I've known Orrin for a long time. One of the reasons I was I supported him in the last election is 
you know, he has ushered into the Supreme Court many a candidate that were having a tough time, including Clarence Thomas. And so I give him a lot of credit for over the years because the court is such an important, has such an important role in this country and will impact this country for generations. Anyway, to get him to say crap was a pretty big moment for him, I thought. Nancy Pelosi defending sanctuary cities to a mother of a son that was murdered by illegal immigrants. Can you believe that? That was a a CNN town hall with Nancy Pelosi. It was Laura Wilkerson, our friend. Yeah. She was at the town hall. And she, I love Laura Wilkerson. She was on our program earlier this week. Um, Democrats in California are urging a statewide income tax strike, federal income tax strike, to protest Trump. I guess we'll just have to let them secede from the union and take their electoral votes with them. They want to be a sanctuary city. They want to be their own country. By the way, it's sort of like in life. Let's say you're married or you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or something and they don't want you. I don't want them. You don't want me too bad. What's the point? California doesn't want to be a part of our union. They can leave. And they keep saying they want to go. And then when your taxes go up, from 13.5% to 60%, don't come crying to us because that's exactly what's going to happen. Any good conservatives will be glad to take into the United States and you'll just have to give up surfing. Anyway, and fun weekends. Um, By the way, the DNC ruled it's okay for Muslims to discriminate against gays. This was in The Hill. I wonder if those in the gay and lesbian community are paying attention to what the friends at the DNC have just done. They basically sanction discrimination against gays and lesbians as long as the discrimination is part of a person's deeply held Islamic faith. And if it was Christian, I'm sure it would be different. Anyway, they're kicking a candidate out of the chairmanship race after he told the Hill that Keith Ellison should not be the party's leader because of Ellison's religion discriminating against gays. Well, that's absolutely true if you look at the practice in Muslim countries and the treatment of gays and lesbians. By the way, the media is going insane because Ivanka and her dad, the president, got on Marine One and are going to an undisclosed location. Anyway, the president is going to honor a Navy SEAL killed in Yemen in a counterterror raid. That apparently is where he's going. That's where the big mystery is. So, um, you know, I don't think saying that somebody's religion, if it discriminates, that's been said about Catholics and Christians all the time. Now back to the Supreme Court. As I said, this impacts this country for generations. Liberals only wanted activist justices that will legislate from the bench. Well, if you're an originalist, a conservative, a strict constructionist, uh, if you're a textualist, you believe in the absolute interpretation of the law as it relates to our Constitution. Now, people can change the Constitution. We have a process amending the Constitution if you want to go through that process. But in the meantime, it's not the role of the judiciary to legislate from the bench. Now, it is also not the role of the Democrats to filibuster a qualified candidate like Neil Gorsuch. Gorsuch. Because Neil Gorsuch fits every category has an incredible, impeccable record, has fidelity to the Constitution, believes in separation of powers, not legislating from the bench. So anyway, the president said that he would urge fellow Republicans in the Senate to invoke a rule change like Harry Reid did 
to force a simple majority rather than getting to a cloture vote of 60, which is needed to then have the vote on the justice. He said, if we end up with gridlock, I would say, if you can, Mitch, go go for the nuclear option. We end up with the same gridlock that they've had in Washington for the last longer than eight years, in all fairness to President Obama, a lot longer than eight years. But if we end up with that gridlock, I would say, if you can, Mitch, go nuclear, because that would be an absolute uh, shame if a man of this quality was caught up in the web. So I would say it's up to Mitch, but I would say go for it. All right, so go nuclear. Now, Mitch McConnell had an op-ed out today. He said, Neil Gorsuch is universally respected on both sides of the aisle as a consistent, principled, fair jurist. He has a sense of fairness and impartiality that is a keystone of being a judge. As one Democratic senator and former Obama cabinet official put it, he's right. Gorsuch follows the law where it leads him, not where he wants it to, which is a true testament to the man. And then he talked about what a great choice he was. And he talked about how the Supreme Court and the attack of liberals, you know, when when Gerald Ford dominated John Paul Stevens, they attacked Stevens as anti-woman. When Ronald Reagan picked Anthony Kennedy, they said Kennedy was unqualified. When George Bush put forward David Souter, they declared Souter a threat to minorities. It's 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 just the same thing they do every day. And then, of course, what they did to Robert Bork and what they did to Clarence Thomas. This is what Democrats do. This is how they this is the only thing that they they are the obstructionists. Anyway, so I got some other things about there's a lot to like about Neil Gorsuch. And, you know, Democrats loved him back in 2006. Many of the same Democrats who are now complaining actually supported Neil Gorsuch. And back in 2006, when they confirmed him for the appeals court without so much as a single dissenting Democrat. Oh, let's see. That included Barack Obama, Joe Biden, Harry Reid, Chucky Schumer, Dick Durbin, Dianne Feinstein, Senator Cantwell, Senator Carper, Senator Leahy, Senator Menendez, Senator Murray, Senator Nelson, Senator Reid, Senator Stabenow, Senator Wyden. Well, now it's now apparently they in their own way think that they picked a racist. They picked a a, a man that's not going to be compassionate to women. So we'll watch this thing unfold very quickly. You know, even Barack Obama said you can't block a Supreme Court justice because you didn't win. He said this. You got to look out for America's best interests, not just when it's easy, but when it's hard. And that's what Patrick Murphy understands. That's what Hillary Clinton has done her entire life. She knows that in this big, diverse country, democracy can't work. If all we're about is trying to destroy somebody in the other party, if we demonize each other, if, if we block Supreme Court appointments, not because that's how it's supposed to work, but just because we didn't win. No, oh, he's describing his own party, smear, slander, besmirch, character. The Democratic Party is the party of character assassination. This whole issue of of Merrick Garland, don't forget, that's the Biden rule. The last year. In a president's term, it becomes a referendum for the elect for the elect electorate to decide who should pick the next Supreme Court nominee. That's the Biden rule. That's the when George W. Bush was president. That's the rule that Chucky Schumer supported. And now they're complaining about it. Um, Let me play 
Joe Biden saying it himself. Should a justice resign this summer and the president move to name a successor, actions that will occur just days before the Democratic presidential convention and weeks before the Republican convention meets, a process that is already in doubt in the minds of many will become distrusted by all. Senate consideration of a nominee under these circumstances is not fair to the president, to the nominee, or to the Senate itself. Mr. President, where the nation should be treated to a consideration of constitutional philosophy, all it will get in such circumstances is a partisan bickering and political posturing from both parties and from both ends of Pennsylvania Avenue. As a result, it is my view that if a Supreme Court justice resigns tomorrow or within the next several weeks, or resigns at the end of the summer, President Bush should consider following the practice of a majority of his predecessors and not, and not, name a nominee until after the November election is completed. All those things come back to bite you, Uncle Crazy Uncle Joe. The thing I like the most about Trump's statement last night, he said that I made a promise to the American people. If I were elected president, I'd find the best judge in the country for the Supreme Court. I promise to select someone who respects our laws and is representative of our Constitution, who loves our Constitution, who will interpret the Constitution as written. And then he went on to say, I publicly presented a list of brilliant, accomplished people to the American electorate and pledged to make my choice from among that list. Millions of voters said it was the single most important issue to them when they voted for me for president. I am a man of my word. I will do as I say, something that the American people have been asking for from Washington for a very, very long time. I am keeping another promise to the American people by nominating Judge Neil Gorsuch of the uh, United States Supreme to the United States Supreme Court to be a United States Supreme Court justice. Keeping his promise. Now, the guy has an incredible background. I can go through his education, a B.A. from Columbia, Phi Beta Kappa. J, uh, uh, he got his uh, Harvard Law degree, uh, and he graduated with honors and uh, legal philosophy at Oxford. And again, he was a Marshall Scholar there. His legal experience is second to none. He believes in, in co-equal branches of government, checks and balances, the Second Amendment, religious liberty, he was in the Hobby Lobby case, the Little Sisters of the Poor case versus Sebelius and, and the Obama administration. Believes in freedom of speech. Why would you be against them? Because Democrats lost the election. So now they will smear, slander, besmirch a good man. Ann Coulter, Jay Sekulow, uh, Danielle McLaughlin will all be commenting in the course of the program today. It's time to take back america this is the sean hannity show So the media had a meltdown. Where's Donald Trump and his daughter Ivanka going? Well, Chief Special Warfare Operator William Ryan Owens, 36 years old, 1998 graduate of Illinois Valley Central High School, died Saturday in the Arabian Peninsula of Yemen of wounds sustained in a raid against Al-Qaeda. 
Owens, a member of the elite and highly classified SEAL Team 6, one of the military's premier special operating units, died during the firefight, according to published reports. The Owens family would like to extend the gratitude to the community for their interest in their beloved Ryan. He was a devoted father, a true professional, a wonderful husband. They appreciate your interest. They ask for privacy. Isn't it nice to see a president honoring the brave men and women that fight for our liberty and freedom every day? How refreshing. All right, so I have insomnia, but I've never slept better. And what's changed? Just a pillow. It's had such a positive impact on my life. And, of course, I'm talking about my pillow. I fall asleep faster, I stay asleep longer, and now you can too. Just go to MyPillow.com or call 800-919-6090. Use the promo code Hannity, and Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, has the special four-pack. Now, you get 40% off two MyPillow premiums and two go-anywhere pillows. Now, MyPillow is made here in the USA, has a 60-day unconditional money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com right now or call 800-919-6090, promo code Hannity, to get Mike Lindell's special four-pack offer. You get two MyPillow premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows for 40% off, and that means once those pillows arrive, you start getting the kind of peaceful and restful and comfortable and deep healing and recuperative sleep that you've been craving and you certainly deserve. MyPillow.com, promo code Hannity. You will love this pillow. Should a justice resign this summer and the president move to name a successor? Actions that will occur just days before the Democratic presidential convention and weeks before the Republican convention meets. A process that is already in doubt in the minds of many will become distrusted by all. Senate consideration of a nominee under these circumstances is not fair to the president, to the nominee, or to the Senate itself. Mr. President, where the nation should be treated to a consideration of constitutional philosophy. All it will get in such circumstances is a partisan bickering and political posturing from both parties and from both ends of Pennsylvania Avenue. As a result, it is my view that if a Supreme Court justice resigns tomorrow or within the next several weeks, or resigns at the end of the summer, President Bush should consider following the practice of a majority of his predecessors and not, and not, name a nominee until after the November election is completed. The Senate, too, Mr. President, must consider how it would, would respond to a Supreme Court vacancy that would occur in the full throes of an election year. It is my view that if the President goes the way of Presidents Fillmore and Johnson, and presses an election year nomination, the Senate Judiciary Committee should seriously consider not scheduling confirmation hearings on the nomination until ever, until after the political campaign season is over. Robert Bork's America is a land in which women would be forced into back alley abortions, blacks would sit at segregated lunch counters, rogue police could break down citizens' doors in midnight raids, and school children could not be taught about evolution. Writers and artists would be censured at the whim of government. This is a circus. It's a national disgrace. It is a high-tech lynching for uppity blacks who in any way deign to think for themselves. And it is a message that unless you kowtow to an old order, you will be lynched, destroyed, caricatured, 
by a committee of the U.S. U.S. Senate rather than hung from a tree. All right. That first cut was of Joe Biden spelling out what the Biden rule is, that in the last year of the term of any president, that it should be a referendum in the upcoming election, which, by the way, Chucky Schumer supported as it relates to their argument about President Obama and this being a stolen nomination. The second, of course, was Robert Bork, a man with keen intellect, integrity, character, smeared and slandered and abused, just like Clarence Thomas years after him, by the Party of Inclusion, the Democratic Party. Hour two, Sean Hannity Show, write down our toll-free telephone number. It's 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Ann Coulter is with us. In Trump, we trust. E pluribum, awesome. And, uh, well, another promise made, another promise kept. And another example that the Never Trumper crowd at the Weekly Standard, the Bill Crystals, some of the MR- NRO guys and Brett Stephen guys at the Wall Street Journal were dead wrong about Donald Trump. Ann Coulter, and you and I were right. I'm getting exhausted from winning so much. <laughs> I just I have to take naps. It's getting so exhausting, Sean. And um, thank you for reminding me of the whole Merritt Garland thing. Uh, it was occurring to me last night watching um, Donald Trump announce that it was Gorsuch, uh, that if this were Jeb exclamation point. He would be renominating Merrick Garland. Well, I think, thank God, these people, you know, I had a little Twitter exchange with Bill Crystal, and he goes, yeah, I sense that you kn- even know at best this is going to be a train wreck. At worst, it's going to be a horrible train wreck. And all these people that were so wrong, and I got to tell you, Ann, it was the people of this country, the irredeemable, deplorable people like you, me, and all the voters in Michigan and Ohio and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania, you know, bitter people clinging to their guns, God, Bible, and religion, uh, they made it happen, not our conservative brethren that think they are the great intellectuals. Yes, and I'm really enjoying it. In addition to the winning, 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 um, I think it is it is just beginning to occur to liberals that Trump's going to be president for four years. He gets four years. They thought Inauguration Day was going to be a bad day. No, it turns out <laughs> this is going to go on day after day, week after week. I will wake up with a smile on my face every single morning for, well, probably eight years, because it sure looks like he's doing what he said he was going to do on point after point, including what is falsely being called the Muslim ban. Yes, which I'm writing about. That'll be up, well, for for um, assiduous Coulter readers. It will be up at com tonight, um, but most p- people will read it tomorrow. I'm writing about the alleged Muslim ban, which doesn't me- mention Muslims. It just refers to, as I'm sure all your listeners know, unlike anyone on, on MSNBC, CNN, ABC, CBS. It just refers to these seven terrorist-producing countries. But, you know, the points I make in my column, okay, apart from apart from most of them won't be ter- terrorists. You know, that's great. Congratulations to you. Glad, glad to hear that. That's terrific news. Um, the point is, we, we can't afford this anymore. Even the really good ones that the New York Times writes about, and some of them are, um, they seem like fabulous Muslim immigrants doing cancer research and so on. They seem to have an awful lot of sickly and elderly relatives, and they're coming with them and signing up for Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid. We can't afford this anymore. I mean, if people, if Republicans like Paul Ryan and Democrats are going to keep demanding that we reform entitlements and cut back on Social Security, um, increase the retirement 
Medicaid, for Social Security and Medicare. Hey, how about you guys stop using the other hand to dump millions of poverty-stricken, elderly, and sickly immigrants on the country? It's not like they're fleeing the Holocaust here. One of them, one of the New York Times is baby seals. They had these 11 cases um, that are supposed to tear at our heartstrings of um, Muslims who are blocked this weekend, you know, sometimes for a day. Oh, horrors. Um, Well, one was returning from his duties as a provincial council ruler in Kirkuk. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. not exactly fleeing the ravages of war. You're still living over there. You're coming over here for your health care. As you watch the shock and awe and the, I guess, snowflake uh, superstore meltdown every day, everybody in Hollywood from Madonna and Ashton Kutchner and uh, uh, Ashley Judd and Meryl Streep and, and then all the lunatics screaming and protesting day in and day out. And it's like they can't even keep up with the speed of light and the shock and awe that Donald Trump is is literally unveiling on a daily basis. I see four years of this. Uh, whatever is economic, when he implements his economic plan, when he implements more extreme vetting, when he eliminates Obamacare, when we move towards energy independence and he gets rid of 75 percent of regulations, when the wall get, begins to get built and the VA begins to get fixed, don't you see in every one of those instances the same meltdown? Isn't this going to be a four-year pattern? Yes, and I must say it is not helping them. No one wants to see Chuck Schumer on TV at any time, um, but particularly weeping and um, surrounded by these ninjas and the hijabs. No, this is not a good visual for them, not for normal people, even normal people who didn't vote for Trump. Again, we're, we're not just worried about the San Bernardinos and the Orlandos. Why do we need this? These, these cases go in the not-our-problem file. We have enough problems. We have to take care of our own Americans, our own elderly, our own veterans, our own poor people. Um, but Americans are getting wise to the fact, I mean, the saturation point of these, this mass of third world immigrants has gotten so great that people are, are finally figuring out, despite the media covering it up, um, despite the government covering it up, that we're bringing in every other country's problems in the world. I mean, it's curious, another point I make in my column um, tonight is, is that the New York Times, you know, why are they stressing these Muslim immigrants, not the ones blocked themselves, but the ones visiting their kids um, who might, who seem to have an awful lot of one-way tickets and a lot of health problems. Um, but the kids, um, you know, they brag about, you know, this cancer researcher at Memorial Sound Sloan Kettering. Sounds like a great guy, brilliant cancer researcher. But if the New York Times thinks that, that being brilliant is a desirable attribute in an immigrant, why don't we demand all our immigrants be brilliant? But no, in fact, our policy exa- is exactly the reverse. We're more likely to turn away brilliant scientists so we can bring in a goat herder from Pakistan. Let me ask where, you, look, I'm, my take is this, and a lot of people think, you know, what do you think it means when we see the left in, in all their glory? Isn't this really, and then Obama praising the protesters, isn't this really what the Democratic Party has become, a coalition of kind of like misfit, of misfit toys and, and radicalized groups? Isn't this everything that Obama appealed to and that the country, the, all that red doesn't want? Um, yes, though I wish you wouldn't tell them, because <laughs> I think if they realized, I mean, if you could put it directly to them, um, okay, Hollywood liberals, on one hand, we have the state of the of the, the Supreme Court um, for the next 30 years, what kind of country this will be. Or you can have Ashley Judd on stage. Which do you want? Did you hear Ashley Judd? I've got my favorite comment of Ashley Judd. Let me play it for you. Her and Madonna, of course, she was dreaming of blowing up the White House. Imagine if Ann Coulter had said uh, that or any of these things. Play it. And to our detractors that insist that this march will never 
add up to anything? F*** you. F*** you. But this is the hallmark of revolution. Yes, I'm angry. Yes, I am outraged. Yes, I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. I am a nasty woman. I'm not as nasty as Confederate flags being tattooed across my city. Maybe the South actually is gonna rise again maybe for some it never really fell i'm nasty like my blood stains on my bed sheets we don't actually choose if and when to have our periods believe me if we could some of us would we don't like throwing away our favorite pairs of underpants tell me why are tampons and pads still taxed when viagra and Rogaine are not, is your erection really more than protecting the sacred, messy part of my womanhood? All right, we'll come back, and when we do, Ann Coulter will react to that, and uh, also what she thinks of the Republican Congress. Will they come along? Fighting the Trump-hating liberal media one day at a time. This is the Sean Hannity Show. All right, so as we continue with Ann Coulter, author of the New York Times bestseller in Trump We Trust, E Pluribus Awesome. So I just played Madonna Ashley Judd. What's first your reaction to that? I love that liberals would prefer that to winning. It's exactly what I'm saying. This is the choice you give them, and that's what they choose. Um, though I did think she had a very original point um, comparing Trump to Hitler. I haven't heard that before. Yeah, good point. All right, so now let's go to the Trump agenda and where it might conflict with Congress. And that means on the wall. That means on DACA in the House of Representatives. That means Mitch McConnell. Will he use the nuclear option? Uh, That means do you think they have the backbone to support what I think is a very aggressive, bold agenda to get the economy going and protect the homeland? really comes down to what Trump said in his inauguration speech, that beautiful inauguration speech. He cares about the American people, the people who live here. And by and large, um, I won't say all of them, but pretty much all of them uh, in Congress care about protecting their perks and privileges and, um, you know, impressing the New York Times editorial page, being able to write, um, be featured in the style section of the Washington Post, which is why you do have all these Republicans obsessed with, with cutting benefit from America. Americans while while acting like they're the big humanitarians bringing in the poor and sickly whom we have to support for the rest of their lives. Americans are on to this. Um, they are with Trump, and Trump just keeps coming out on the side of Americans time and time again, including with the non-Muslim Muslim ban. I just, a lot of the things that, that um, Trump shouldn't have to worry about, repealing and replacing Obamacare, these Republicans have had eight years to put that together. They've had eight years. What have they been doing, Sean? I would like to be able to purchase health care, and I can't because, like your friend Matt Drudge, we're in the, the individual market, like so many of my friends who are self-employed. We can't buy. We are trying to buy. We have ready money, as the legal expression is. But it's, it's illegal to buy health insurance because health insurance has been turned into a way to pay for other people's health care. It's a welfare program that, instead of being paid for by an income tax, is paid for through your insurance premium. So, yeah, I have $700 a month insurance premium, but that won't buy 
buy me treatment at any good hospitals. A lot of doctors don't take it. I just want to be able to buy health insurance. And these Republicans, I, I, I mean, I keep seeing these. I, I, there's no excuse for it. I, I, Where is their replacement plan? It ought to be ready to go right now. It is pathetic. They've had eight years. There's no consensus. Well, we've got nine plans, and they're very similar. How about we get a consensus plan, health care savings accounts, portability job to job, make it legal again to buy catastrophic insurance, competition across state lines, and you build up in your own account, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I sort of, I mean, look, you're probably right, but I hate these Washington buzzwords that come out of the think tanks. What we want to do is to be able to buy health insurance the same way we buy everything else, the way we buy car insurance, homeowners, and renters insurance. I want to buy it on the free market. And for people who either, um, who, who can't do that, either because the smallest category are the ones who just won a bad hand in life and, and ended up with some very expensive medical problem. Look, no one begrudges them. Of course we'll pay for people like that. But that's a very small category. And as usual, the left, and Republicans are falling for it, uses a freakish case in order to destroy the free market for everyone else. And as for the ones who, who can't, it's not an expensive medical program, but either, as Trump said, something like, you know, they're just unable to, we'll say, irresponsible, I've stupid, got whatever. Um, you can have a separate plan for them, but that, that shouldn't, you can't wreck the entire market. I can buy everything else on the free market and products get better and cheaper every year. Just apply a little free market magic to health insurance. Ann Coulter, author of In Trump We Trust, E Pluribus Awesome. Well, it looks like Ann Coulter was way ahead of the curve. Bill Maher, has he apologized yet? Um, no, I, I ought to demand that I go. Actually, he was nicer than the rest of them. You will recall if you see his face. He knows by now not to laugh at Ann Coulter. All right, Ann Coulter, thank you. When we come back, wide open telephones, 800-941-SEAN. Toll-free telephone number. You want to be a part of the program, and we will continue. Let's get to some of our phone calls here. So much going on, and uh, I know a lot on your mind. Pete in St. Louis. Pete, hi. How are you? Glad you called. Hi, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. <clears throat> so I think I've got an idea about how to hold the media accountable for truthful reporting. So I, I think our country is truly experiencing a truth and reporting crisis in the journalism profession. And as you know, a lot of professions, I'm an accountant, so accountants, attorneys, doctors, we've all got professional standards of conduct that we're supposed to follow. The journalists already, and you probably know this because you're one, already have published code of ethics. Uh, excuse me, I've never line. claimed to be a journalist. <laughs> I am a talk show host with an all opinion. Right. All right, so if you think back, back when WorldCom, Enron, and those guys had their major frauds, in response to that truth in financial reporting, Congress stepped in and passed the Sarbanes-Oxley Act to uh, ensure oversight of accountants and so forth. They established a PCAOB. I think the administration should do something similar and use the profession's already existing standards to hold the media accountable. So they could take like the FCC or some other agency to oversee credentialing, reporting, and most importantly, enforcement with its own you know, standards. And so the enforcement arm of the agency could impose steep fines for violation, you know, which would drive compliance. Now, keep in mind that people are going to go, oh, that violates the First Amendment, but they are free to say whatever they want. We're not taking that away. But if you're out spreading lies and you're not in compliance with your own published standards, there's going to be a fine. Well, look, so, I, I, I don't want to go there because probably the people that will be attacked the most are going to be conservatives like me. I mean, even when I'm right, you get these people call me, he's a liar. Meanwhile, they lie all the time. I mean, I'll give you the most recent example. Chuck Todd, 
calling this a Muslim ban, CNN calling this a Muslim ban, you know, when there's 90 percent of the world's Muslims are not impacted. And countries like Indonesia, with the world's largest majority Muslim population, by far not impacted. And Turkey is not impacted. And Saudi Arabia is not impacted, although I think they should be. Uh, or Egypt is not impacted. And I can go on from there. So it's, you know, th- is it a lie when they say a Muslim ban? Yeah, it's a lie. But they've been lying about Donald Trump from the beginning. Now, what's, what's kind of interesting, though, is the White House has refused to send its spokespeople or surrogates onto CNN shows and pretty much just saying, okay, you're a biased, abusively biased fake news network. And here's what Donald Trump said about it today. Daryl, I met Daryl when he was defending me on television. (laughs) And the people that were on the other side of the argument didn't have a chance, right? And Paris has done an amazing job in a very hostile CNN community. (laughs) He's all by himself. They'll have seven people in Paris. And I'll I'll take Paris over to seven. (laughs) But I don't watch CNN, so I don't get to see you as much as Paris. I don't like watching fake news. None of us watch news anymore. Uh, so, but uh, Fox has treated me very nice wherever Fox is. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. And it is. I mean, a lot of the media is actually the opposition party. They're so uh, biased and really it's a disgrace. Some of the media is fantastic and fair, but so much of the media is opposition party. Uh, knowingly saying incorrect things. Mm-hmm. So it's a very sad situation, but uh, we seem to be doing well. You know, it's almost like, in the meantime, we won. So maybe they don't have the influence, they think. But they really are. They really have to straighten out their act. They're very dishonest people. And it even went further, as we know through WikiLeaks, that networks like CNN actually colluded with Hillary Clinton's campaign. Now, Politico has a story out today. We're sending surrogates to places where we think it makes sense to promote our agenda. Well, I, why would they go on Chuck Ch- Todd's show? I watched them this weekend with Reince Priebus. Then Reince did a great job. And, you know, when they were remembering the Holocaust, they didn't specifically talk about, you know, six million Jews that were slaughtered. Everybody knows what happened in the Holocaust. They were remembering everybody, but it was six million plus Jewish people, our fellow human beings, slaughtered by evil, Nazi, brutal murderers. And somehow it was taken by CNN as as a slight, by Chuck Todd as a slight. And they spent five minutes on this just to play gotcha. Or when they say that this is a Muslim ban, it's a lie when they say that. They're lying to people. Now, if I was working in the Trump communications department, I, I would never go on CNN. CNN is now the opposition party. It's the only way to describe them. MSNBC is they're just more blatant about it. And so why would you go in an atmosphere that is continually hostile and unfair and you you do not advance any intelligent conversation? You know, at the beginning of my television career, I did a debate show with my good friend, Alan Combs. And he and I mean it. He's a good friend. I love Alan. He's a great guy. At this point in my career, I don't have any desire debating idiots. I just think it's a waste of airtime. It was fun in the beginning, fun when I started. It was a new experience for me. The show always did well. I was very happy about its success. I just don't really want to hear them anymore. I just don't. I don't have the patience for their lying you never have enough time to correct them. It was, it just, it takes, I'm going to spend the whole hour set pointing out facts that they never want to hear anyway. Donald Trump is keeping his promises. Donald Trump kept a huge one yesterday. The refugee issue, he used Barack Obama's own list 
of countries that have terrorist ties. I think you should expand it myself. And on every issue from building the wall to putting his tax plan in place, I talked to a very powerful congressman that's working on the economic plan, and I was very, very encouraged yesterday. Very encouraged. He's getting rid of regulation. He is going to make the country energy independent. He told me in the last interview, I believe him, healthcare savings accounts or some form of repeal replace will take place. I'm like, what else do we want? He's committed to fixing the VA. The last thing that Donald Trump said to me off the air when I was with him uh, last week was, look, I'm, I'm only focused. I want to do a good job for the American people and keep my word. That's what he said. And that's what he's doing. So I pass that on to you. I usually don't pass on private conversations with people. He didn't say it was off the record. So I think I could tell you that there's nothing bad about it. He wants to he wants to do the job for the American people. And he's getting up every day and doing it. Anyway, Pete, I appreciate it. Uh, let's go to Pam is in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Pam, how are you? And we're glad you called. Standing, sir. Thank you for taking my call. I just wanted to make a quick comment and get your take. Uh, Mr. Gorsuch seems to be such an outstanding pick for Supreme Court and qualifications out the wazoo. I mean, he is well-read, he is well-rounded, well-versed. And I'm wondering what the Democrats are going to come at him with. I mean, there there is nothing to stand on in his background. He has just been outstanding, it looks like, from the day his feet hit the ground. Do you, do you think that's going to stop them? No. It, did, no. did it stop them with Robert Bork, who had a very, one of the most brilliant minds that you'll ever hear? Oh, I know. I know. And the things they come up with are so off the wall and insane. And I am, I'm furious at fake news. I'm furious at these people that keep But marching. you know what? You don't, you don't have to watch them anymore. Well, that's right. You know, I click. My, I actually don't have TV. If you want to know the truth, I listen to you. Thank on you. The radio and uh, ignore the. Well, rest. I hope you get a TV because you can watch my TV show. And I have to start watching. Yes, you know what I, I ask people to do. If you really want to get the news of the day and get more truth than you'll get from any other newscast, tune into this radio show and TV at night, and you'll get the truth. I get that is exact. I listen to you every single day, and I, I think you have always been spot on. And I have followed Donald Trump from the 80s, and I have seen him grow and bloom and be an honorable person. I have never seen him be anything less than honorable to to different races, to different cultures, to females. I mean, he worships women and has promoted them from within, and how women can get up and say these horrible things that just baffles me. It's a, listen, this is going to be the entire Trump presidency. You're right. You're Every right. single thing he does, you can sit back, we'll cover it, we'll laugh about it a little bit, but the, the good news for Donald Trump is those people will never vote for him anyway. He just, he needs to fulfill his promises about the economy and all the things we talk about, and he will be reelected with 40-plus states. There's absolutely no doubt in my mind. And all of this noise and rhetoric and extremism is only going to convince the American people uh, and the bad results of Obama how, how out of touch they are. By the way, stay on the line, Pam. I'm going to send you a Donald Trump pen. Oh, wow. Thank you. And, you we, know, I'm looking for eight years of Trump and eight years of pimp. The greatest president that God ever created. Look, I'm really rich. Wait. I will build a great, great wall on our southern border, and I will have Mexico pay for that wall. I don't wear a toupee. I love China. I just sold an apartment for $15 million to somebody from China. Our leaders are stupid. Our politicians are stupid. We will have so much winning if I get elected that you may get bored with winning. I think I am a nice person. People that know me like me. I will be... 
All right, there you go. That's the Trump head. Oh, I tell you. He, All I, right? He, I'm looking for eight years of Trump and eight years of Pence. That'd be a pretty good, uh, that, that would set the country on the right track. Anyway, Pam, stay on the line. We'll take care of you. Scott is in Colorado. Hey, Scott, how are you? And we're glad you called. Hey, Sean, how are you today? I'm good, sir. What's going on? Good. I was listening yesterday, and they were talking about Kaepernick and Brady and how, you know, they can't support Trump and all this other stuff. But, you know, I've, I've been a 49ers fan since I was in high school, back when Ronnie Lott and Jerry Rice and Joe Montana and Steve Young all played. And I won't watch a game as long as he's on the team, as long as Kaepernick's on the team. Yeah. Well, I can't stand Kaepernick. He's become a horrible quarterback. He seemed to show promise early in his career. This has hurt the NFL. I love people like the Patriots owner. I talked to him, uh, the Patriots owner, Robert Kraft, and he walked into his locker room and talked to his players. And I got to tell you, it was pretty amazing when he said, all right, guys, uh, there are people that fought, bled, and died fighting for your freedom to play football in this field. And we are not going to dishonor them. But I'll tell you what I will do. If there's anything that we can do to help any cause you're interested in, I will match dollar for dollar everything you're willing to donate. And he said this especially to the black players on the team. And the players love him. They love playing for Belichick. They love playing with Brady. They love playing for uh, an owner like Robert Kraft that is just focused like a laser beam on winning. I mean, it's fun to win. There's no doubt about it. I'm enjoying kicking CNN and MSNBC's ass with your help every day. All these, all these, you know, NRO, Wall Street Journal, Brett Stevens, Bill Crystal, Weekly Standard people, you know, I, they've, they've never liked what we do. But they certainly want to come here and sell their books. Thank God now I don't have to put them on. Most of their books are boring anyway. They just are. It's amazing how awful they are. They think they're geniuses, and they missed an entire. They missed everything on Obama. They never told you the truth about Obama like I did, and they missed the whole Trump phenomenon. They couldn't be more wrong, and they're still wrong. Final hour roundup is next. You do not want to miss it, and stay tuned for the final hour free for all on the Sean Hannity Show. All right, let's go back to our busy telephones. Then our news roundup information overload hours coming up. And at the top of the next hour, we'll be debating the pick of Neil Gorsuch to be on the U.S. Supreme Court with Jay Sekulow and Danielle McLaughlin. That's all coming up. You don't want to miss that debate. In the meantime, we go back to our busy phones. Let's say hi to Chad in Texas. Chad, hi. How are you? Welcome to the program. I'm doing good, Sean. It's, it's uh, great to talk to you. Thank you for taking my call. Hey, thank you uh, for calling. This is... This is to have a little fun because all of the mess has been going on the past couple of days. Not Trump's mess because he's doing a phenomenal job. The left and the left and the card that they play because Obama blamed so much on President Bush and the Bush administration. When will Donald Trump start to blame get get to start to blame everything on Obama? Well, we can listen. I, the only thing I've heard Donald Trump say about. Obama, he didn't mention him by name. He said, we've got a hell of a mess we're cl- trying to clean up here. We've got a mess here. And But, you know, if you listen to Obama, he spent eight years blaming Bush. The way Bush has done it over the last eight years is to take out a credit card from the Bank of China in the name of our children, driving up our national debt so that we now have over $9 trillion of debt that, that we are going to have to pay back. That's irresponsible. It's unpatriotic. 
Yeah, and that went on for eight years, and then he doubled the debt. He accumulated more than $9 trillion in additional debt. You know, look, I, at some point, you got to, if you're a responsible person, I take responsibility for my success and failure. One of the things that I've always tried to do in my radio and TV years is pay attention to what my customers, what my listeners, what my viewers are telling me. You know, over the years that I've got complaints, oh, you cut people off too fast. Uh, oh, you don't pay attention enough. Oh, uh, you promote TV too much, whatever it is. And I pay attention because I want to serve my customers. I'm, now, I can't change who I am. I can't change my opinions. I can't be a liberal. If it said be a liberal, then you'd have to get somebody else to do the show because it's not in my heart. It's not who I am. And I think the audience, especially on radio and TV, you get to hear and see me four hours a day. I think most of you know whether or not I'm sincere or whether or not I'm a fake. What I say, I believe. The amount of work that we put into vetting Obama was more than anybody else in the media. The amount of time we spent on the road in 2015 and 16 bringing you access to the candidates was more than anybody else on radio and TV. The opinions and being right on the campaign, we were right about Obama. We were right about Donald Trump. And you know what? That's what my job is. So I just think, you know, what am I going to blame? Bob Grant or Barry Farber or other talk show hosts if I don't do well? No, that's my responsibility. We'll continue. When you don't vote, you let another church explode. When you don't vote, you allow another cross to burn. When you don't vote, you let another assault wound a brother or sister. When you don't vote, you let the Republicans continue to cut school lunches and hit start. I mean, you got the first sort of mainstream African-American yeah. who is articulate and bright and, and, and clean and nice-looking guy. I don't feel no ways tired. I come too far from where I started from. No. You cannot go to a 7-Eleven or a Dunkin' Donuts unless you have a slight Indian accent. It's a fully, I'm not joking. I'm actually old enough to remember the good old days, and they weren't all that good in many ways. That message, where I'll give you America great again, is if you're a white Southerner, you know exactly what it means, don't you? Mitt Romney, he's speaking too. A population of this, a segment of the population who does not like to see people other than a white man in the White House or in any other elected position. I don't know how anyone of Hispanic heritage could be a Republican, okay? Do I need to say more? Romney wants to let the, he said in the first hundred days, he's going to let the big banks once again write their own rules. Unchain Wall Street. They're going to put you all back in chains. Don't tell me we live in a colorblind society. The Republicans know that theirs is the wrong agenda for African Americans. That's why they don't even want to count you in the census. They're doing everything they can to stop black people, Latinos, poor people, young people, people with disabilities from voting. 
It's a blast from the Jim Crow past. I thought we had won that battle back in the 1960s. No, I think that they played the race card on me. And we now know from memos from the campaign and everything that they plan to do it all along. On June 7, 1998, in Texas, my father was killed. He was beaten, chained, and then dragged three miles to his death, all because he was black. So when Governor George W. Bush refused to support hate crimes legislation, it was like my father was killed all over again. Call George W. Bush and tell him to support hate crimes legislation. We won't be dragged away from our future. Robert Bork's America is a land in which women would be forced into back alley abortions, blacks would sit at segregated lunch counters, rogue police could break down citizens' doors in midnight raids, and school children could not be taught about evolution. Writers and artists would be censured at the whim of government. This is a circus. It's a national disgrace. It is a high-tech lynching for uppity blacks who in any way deign to think for themselves. And it is a message that unless you kowtow to an old order, you will be lynched, destroyed, caricatured by a committee of the U.S. U.S. Senate rather than hung from a tree. All right, News Roundup and Information Overload Hour on the Sean Hannity Show. Toll free, our telephone number is 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, our top story remains Neil Gorsuch, the nominee by President Donald Trump to fill the vacant seat of Antonin Scalia on the U.S. Supreme Court. And that was just a slight, small history of a party that smears and slanders and abuses power and put innocent, smart, intelligent, good people uh, like on the, you know, roadkill is nothing to them. Character assassination is nothing to them. And I'm sure by the time this process with Neil Gorsuch is over, that that's probably where it's going to end up. Daniel McLaughlin, attorney, says she's a constitutional expert who wrote The Federalist Society, How Conservatives Took the Law Back from Liberals. Jay Sekulow, he's the chief counsel for the American Center for Law and Justice. And it looks like, Jay, that you and I were right last night. Democrats are going to move forward with a filibuster. And now uh, Mitch McConnell is forced to uh, decide whether or not he uses the nuclear option, which Donald Trump and I believe, if it comes down to it, they need to do. I don't think there's any question. If, in fact, you have a situation, Sean, where there is a Democratic filibuster, the president's nominee, Neil Gorsuch, needs to be Justice Gorsuch. There are 52 votes. There's probably more than that. There's probably 57, 58 votes right now that would go forward for him if there was a vote. But if the Democrats determine under Chuck Schumer's leadership that they're going to filibuster a well-qualified nominee, by the way, a nominee that received unanimous approval when he was nominated to the 10th Circuit, a nominee that will receive a well-qualified, the highest ranking by the American Bar Association, a nominee that has a a long and distinguished now decades-long career at the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Tenth Circuit. And unlike a lot of people, I've actually had cases before Judge Gorsuch. So I know the kind of judge he is. He will make an excellent justice. But we don't have the luxury of taking anything for granted with those, not just the Democrats themselves and those on the left, but their interest groups, Alliance for Justice, screaming Justice Gorsuch, a, a disastrous choice for the Supreme Court. You've got the National or- Organization for Women and, and groups like the American Atheist. We deserve better than a judge that prior t- prioritizes religious beliefs over a woman's right. Then you've got, of course, the ACLU president, 
Trump is nominating Neil Gorsuch to the Supreme Court. Last night they said, we'll give you our analysis tomorrow. They gave it today. It was a tepid opposition on his end. But then you've got Nan Aaron, who's probably the loudest voice of these groups, and they're saying, you know, you've got to block them. And, of course, but as Jay, I said, Planned Parenthood, no row, no go. There was nobody that Donald Trump was going to appoint that they would have approved. Let me bring Danielle into this. President Trump said today, Danielle, quote, democracy can't work when all you're about is trying to destroy somebody from the other party. If we demonize each other, if we block Supreme Court justices, not just because that's how it's supposed to work, but because we didn't win. I agree with President Trump, uh, and I think Senate Republicans back in 2016 could have taken a note of that and not blocked Merrick Garland. But, uh, you know, my, my point actually I think that Democrats should be very careful about trying to block this and trying to vilify Judge Gorsuch. I think that actually uh, his very extensive uh, written uh, sort of paper trail on the extent to which uh, the administrative state, the agencies, uh, should perhaps have their powers pinned back on separation of powers, uh, on a separation of powers basis, would be helpful in constraining uh, a president that Democrats are concerned about might be overreaching in terms of his own power. If their um, argument is he's out of the mainstream, how do yeah. they justify, especially Barack Obama, Joe Biden, John Kerry, Hillary Clinton, Chuck Schumer, Pat Leahy, Diane Feinstein, Patty Murray, Ron Wyden, Rick Ch- uh, D- Dick Durbin, uh, Jack Reed? Uh, Bill Nelson, Tom Carper, Debbie Stabenow, Maria Cantwell, Bob Menendez, when they all voted unanimously to confirm him for the circuit court that he's on now. You make a great point, Sean, and actually I'm not so convinced that he is out of the mainstream. Certainly as it relates to assisted suicide, he's written extensively on his uh, belief that that is not constitutional on uh, many, 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 many fronts. I think the Democrats need to actually be careful about not trying to vilify a a candidate, a nominee, I should say, uh, who is thoughtful, who is restrained, and I'll be honest with you, who is in many ways similar to Merrick Garland. And I have to say that I think Merrick Garland was an olive branch to Republicans. I'm interested in what Jay thinks about this. But, you know, he was a man who was restrained. He wasn't Kagan. He wasn't this very, very progressive justice. And I think we've got two things going on. There's the the legal piece and whether this is a a person who is qualified, there's no question that he is. But this political gamesmanship, which you're right, goes back to Robert Bork, but certainly something we saw in 2016 with Mitch McConnell. And even people like Ted Cruz saying if Hillary Clinton was elected, they wouldn't confirm anybody that she put to the court. This is a problem. Uh, for both parties, frankly. Jay? Well, here, here's the here's yeah. Here's the thing. First of all, it was Joe Biden, the Biden rule, which said in the last year of a presidency, you don't confirm a Supreme Court justice. He said that Chuck Schumer agreed with it. They talked about that under President Bush. If there was a vacancy in the last year of his pregnancy of his uh, presidency, they were not going to confirm a nominee. Look, when you you lose elections, elections have consequences. That's that's number one. Number two, I, I've also been in front of Merrick Gartland. I mean, our, our lawyers have been in front of Merrick Gartland, and I'm nothing disparaging to Judge Gartland, but but they are not the same judicial philosophy. And let me also say this. Merrick Gartland, I will assure you, was not the first choice of President Obama. It was his desperate move to see if maybe that would somehow, because he's more of a centrist, maybe that would have moved the, the needle for the Republicans, which it did not. Here you've got the first nominee of the President of the United States. Danielle acknowledges it. Everybody's having to acknowledge it. And if you listen to what the senators are saying, they know they're in a very difficult spot because this is perhaps the most qualified individual that's been nominated to the Supreme Court of the United States in decades. 
the most qualified nominee in decades, Republican or Democrat. So you're not going to be able to beat him on intellect. They're not going to be able to do a gotcha question on Neil Gorsuch. That's not going to happen. So the question is, will the groups on the left bring up enough anger and will the George Soros's of the world bring up enough money that they will try a smear campaign on Judge Gorsuch. And the thing that concerns me, Sean, is not his judicial philosophy, which is great, not his writings, which are great, not his personal story, which is great, is they'll make stuff up. They did that to Clarence Thomas. Are they going to do it to Neil Gorsuch? So that's why we don't have the, you and I talked about this last night, we don't have the luxury of assuming he's just going to sail through. I start with this proposition, and I do it with I do Supreme Court cases. I assume maybe I've got four votes, but i got to get five. So I start with the proposition that I have to get votes here. And I think if we're smart on how this is moving forward, we do the same thing. I'm meeting with uh, members of the United States Senate Judiciary Committee members in the next couple of days in Washington. And I want to know from them, because, Sean, you asked the real question here, if push comes to shove, if, in fact... We have a situation where there is a filibuster. Will we do what is necessary to confirm? But there will be Judge nobody, Garland, uh, Judge, Judge uh, Gorsuch. Yeah. But, but there'll be nobody on Donald Trump's list that he gave out before the Correct. election. And you're right; this became a referendum and referendum for the election. And you're right; the the rule about not uh, bringing up a nominee in the last year of a presidency, so it does become an election referendum. That's all true, and Schumer supported that. So they they dug their own grave in that sense. Uh, Harry Reid changing the rules as well as it relates to right. cloture and and the nuclear option. And you know now Chuck Schumer is trying to call it the thermonuclear option. Well, they're the ones that changed the rules. It wasn't the Republicans. We'll yep. come back on the other side. We'll let you guys finish this up. Bringing jobs back to America and getting America back to work. This is the Sean Hannity Show. All right, as we continue with Jay Sekulow and Danielle McLaughlin, our top story, of course, the uh, nomination of Neil Gorsuch to be the Supreme Court pick of Donald Trump and, of course, the predictable meltdown by the Schumer crybaby left. Anyway, Jay, you wanted to ask Danielle a question. Go right ahead. So, Danielle, if you were a strategist for a president or for a political party and there was a vacancy in the Supreme Court that came up suddenly, the death of a justice like Justice Scalia, and it was February and there's an election eight months later, would you recommend to your party in power that you go ahead and let that nominee go forward? Or would you do what a strategist would do and say, no, wait a minute, the position of the other party has been in the last year of a presidency. We don't allow a lifetime appointment that will impact the Supreme Court of the United States, especially in a particular seat, which could shift the balance or in this particular case, it's just maintaining the status quo. Would you really recommend to your client that you go ahead and just let the nomination go forward? Or would you say, you know what, in eight months, there's going to be a new president. Why don't we let the people of the United States vote? When they vote, then we'll decide if we can move forward or not. Here's my response to that. The people of the United States did make a decision in 2000. And 12, and they re-elected President Obama for a four-year term, a four-year term including the final year of his presidency. So this argument that somehow the American people should make a decision about who should be on the Supreme Court makes no sense because they made it. All right, it doesn't make sense. Obama. But you do admit, Danielle, that this was the Biden rule supported by Chuck Schumer. 
it is something that he said. He took it back. We saw, and we have we have. He, he took it back. He, he you know, never you took know, it back. Years, right. And you know, all this taking back stuff. It, years. But in fact, yeah, you know the nonsense Kennedy. on the taking back. Yeah, they also take back the fact that the, that that Harry Reid decided to move to the nuclear option on Court of Appeals nominees, which his own allies on his own caucus said we better be careful on this because there will be a day when the Democrats are not sure. in power of the Senate, and I, that happened quicker. I agree with now, you. And I, I actually, I'm an institutionalist, and I think it was the bad. It was the wrong decision to make. I think Harry Reid should not have done that precisely for the reason that you put forth, Jay, which is... Well, then they better not filibuster Gorsuch. They better not filibuster Gorsuch because there will be a nuclear option. Sure, sure. And I, I'd like to jump in here. I, I think that it, we have to, if we're going to be fair about this, is a couple of things. The reason that the nuclear option was chosen by Harry Reid was because Republicans held up 100 of Obama's judicial appointments, 100 judges, okay? For no good reason, these people were also eminently qualified. It was a purely political mover. And this is not... Democrats are being obstructionist. I agree. But it happens on the other side of the aisle. And a great example is Tom Cotton, who held up Obama's appointment to the U.S. ambassadorship to the Bahamas, a woman who ended up dying of cancer because he wanted to cause President Obama political... He wanted to call him pers- cause him personal pain. So this is happening all over the place. You know, Jay, you say that Merrick Garland was a desperate move. I call it, a, I call it an olive branch. He knew he was a yeah. centrist. He hoped that he would get Republican votes. He hoped that people would put the political fray aside and look at a jurist and say, okay, this person is actually qualified. Oh, well, I think we're going to have to leave it there, but thank you both for being with us. Really appreciate it. Passionate debate. 800-941-SEAN, our toll-free telephone number. When we come back, we'll get right to the phones, and we want to get your take on all of this. One of the amazing things is it's another promise kept by Donald Trump, and how wrong all these never-Trumpers were on every major issue. Well, a full coverage of this tonight with Leonard Leo. He advised President Trump on the list that he made back starting back in May. Ari Fleischer will join us. Hugh Hewitt will join us. Jay Sekulow is going to be with us. Also, two clerks, a clerk for Judge Gorsuch. We'll have uh, more of the media celebrity meltdown and Whoopi Goldberg questions if the Trump administration is different than the Taliban. Really? Anyway, Dr. Gorka, tonight, 10 Eastern, Fox. We have a leader who has repeatedly de- demeaned women, right. wants to defund organizations that benefit women, calling on the media to shut up, specifically wants to give preferential treatment based on religion. Uh, are these values really much different than the Taliban's? Mm. I mean... Well, I mean, Those because are, you're talking about Trump's values. You, uh, well, no, the, the, the values that we are listening to, because one of the things you, you read yesterday was a piece of the of the uh, the language, the language in the ban, yeah. which was about if you disrespect women, women if you disrespect gay yeah. people, yes. if you. Yeah. And so I just yesterday I was thinking about They're this. They're doing the I same thing. But all of these things that I've been hearing. <laughs> Are we have our values changed? What's what's happened? If he says if he says I I don't like what you did, you're fired. Is that I mean that's when different you from chopping off people's heads? Well, it it is, but I feel like listen. If you're saying to the media, shut up, that's what they do. Um, maybe they didn't start out chopping people's heads off. Maybe they started out differently. I I'm asking this because it feels like it's a it's tricky because we're saying to people, here are our American values. Uh-huh. And then we're saying at the same token, stuff that sounds exactly like the stuff we're fighting. When you put some of these things side by side, 
how you're sp- what kind of religion you're supposed to have. You're supposed to have one religion. Okay, so people don't see it as that though. They don't accept that well, premise. When, but that's, American this values. is when he says that there's a preferential treatment mm-hmm. for Christians, forgetting all the other religions out there. This is what makes us different from everybody else. Our media, nobody tells our media to shut up and just take that's it. That's out. No, that's, that's not America. That is the Taliban. You know what's amazing? They're building walls around our vaginas. Uh, Electile dysfunction. This is now the view. Whoopi, what's happened to you, Whoopi? You're absolutely losing it. Um, I I just, look, it's very predictable. This is the left. You know, that was on Stephen Colbert's. Didn't I predict at the time that Stephen Colbert would be the lowest rated show? Didn't somebody in that room disagree with me that he would do better in late night television? Uh, Who in that room disagreed with me? Somebody did. I don't remember who. Who was it, Jason? You remember. I thought it was Linda. No, it wasn't you? Who was it? I think perhaps it could have been me. It could have been me. It could have been you. So it was you. Okay. Well, listen, thanks for manning up and telling us. It's not a big deal. But no. Oh, shut up. You're you're enjoying this, okay? Wipe the grin off your face. Just come clean and say, Jay, you are absolutely wrong and I was right. Just say it. Just go out and say it. You were wrong and I was right. Doesn't that feel better? Not really. I enjoy I, I, because you're usually right, especially on sports issues. You know, you're a tough guy to gamble against because you're you're so into it. Uh, but I'm still offering to take the Patriots over the over the Falcons. Is there a spread in that game yet? Uh, the Patriots, I think, are favored by two or three points. Okay, I'll I'll give you two points and I'll take the Patriots. It's too early in the week. Uh, do you want to take? You don't want to take that bet, do you? I'm not saying no. I'm considering it. You're considering it. How high will we go in this bet? I'll take the bet. How much you want to bet? What are, What are we supposed to bet? Oh my gosh! I'll bet what was a hundred dollars. I don't know. Okay, a hundred bucks. I got the Patriots, and you got the Atlanta Falcons. Okay, that's unfair because Linda usually. Hey, hey Ethan, I the know colors I, on uh, the team's colors. Oh, that's right. Likes, that's right. Which ones has the nicer Patriots? colors? We talked about it because she said she liked blue better than the red and black. I thought blue. the Patriots were the red and the you black. Know, you know what the problem with Ethan on our team is? He is he kisses your 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 feet so much it's like nauseating. No, you, we're you, just dear friends. I've known him since he was an I infant. I know you got him bowing, and you turned that one into a mini you. Meaning Lauren. It took me years. Oh, yeah. I know. I mean, whoever you of hate. Hard is, work. Whoever you hate is on her hate list. It should be. Yeah. I hate only the I think the only person that you really haven't impacted that much is Jason. Jason's oblivious. He's even walled himself off from Treat and everybody else in yeah, there. Yeah, he's he's not penetrable. When, when she starts smelling the beef jerky, then it, then all bets are off. Yeah, that's dog. true. All well, maybe bets are off. The, the beef jerky smells. You're in a room with other people. You shouldn't be eating beef jerky. Just like you shouldn't be eating tuna fish in that room. It's okay to eat it in my room, but... So back to the bet. How does it work, really? Okay, if the Patriots win... You owe me a hundred bucks. If the Falcons win, I owe you a hundred bucks. Oh, okay, that's fine. Okay, yeah, okay. I don't want to start getting into points because then it'll take the next hour to explain it to you. <laughs> um, and I don't have the time. Joe in Vegas, K Don Radio. What's up, Joe? How are you, Sean? How are you? I'm good, sir. I'd probably take. Uh, I, I think I'd probably take New England and give up three, three and a half, possibly. I just think it's look. I'm very impressed with Matt Ryan, the quarterback of the Falcons. I'm very impressed with the Falcons just all the way around. But I just think that I don't know what it is. Belichick and and Brady are just hard to bet against. I mean, the only people that beat him in the Super Bowl twice were the Giants and my Seahawks once. Yeah, that's true. No, the Seahawks right, didn't. Now. No, 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 no. They didn't no, win. No, the Seahawks no, 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 lost. Never mind. Never mind. I mean, never mind. That was alternate facts. Anyway, 
that's alternate facts. By the way, poor Kellyanne. She's having that thrown in her face every day. What she's saying is we have a different view, and everyone's trying to slam her with it. It's, the media is so corrupt. When are they going to be held accountable for all the stupid crap they say, like this is a Muslim ban? Well, if you remember Joe Ron Ziegler, there was inoperative statements. You figure that one out, and uh, we can figure out. Alternate facts. Alternate facts are the facts that you want to basically present yourself. Listen, I, I heard you the other day, um, and you were uh, you were almost foaming that the fact that you were saying something to the effect that you were not going to allow ISIS to attack us. I'm I, I'm, I'm trying to understand what you said. Say that again. I I caught you uh, a, a few days ago, perhaps Monday, Tuesday, whatever, that you were in, you know you were you were revved up. And you were saying that you will not allow ISIS to attack us. I don't know what you're referring to. I don't know exactly the context well, of. Talking, well, the context was is that you were discussing the, the the situation with the refugees. Well, I don't have the ability to stop ISIS from attacking us, and if I did, I surely would use everything at my disposal to make it happen. You know, short of a nuclear uh, bomb going off in some of these areas. But um, what I want is our want our country safe and secure. And I went through the list of all the different attacks by radical Islamists on our soil and around the world uh, just in the time that Obama has been president, just in the time since 9-11. And for those people that cannot face a truth, a simple, basic, fundamental truth that radical Islamists are at war with us, I don't know, I don't know how to wake them up to reality. I wish it weren't true. I wish Nazism never happened. Fascism never happened. Communism never happened. You know, how many people were killed under Stalin? How many people killed under Hitler and fascism and totalitarianism and tyranny and dictatorship? And, you know, there's been a lot of evil in the world just in the last hundred years. And we have to acknowledge that evil exists and you have to take their threat seriously because they are trying to advance a caliphate that that basically is simply put as convert or die. The world either converts to their way of thinking or they are to die. And they think they're doing God's will when they strap bombs on their own kids and have their kids scream Allahu Akbar and go kill innocent men, women, and children. That, that is a real, clear, present danger for the entire country and the world. And I just want to defeat it. So if I misspoke, I apologize. I don't remember saying it quite that way. Uh, Jennifer's in Oregon. Jennifer, hi. How are you? And we're glad you called. Hi. How are you? I'm good. What's going on? Um, I have a comment to go ahead and make about the immigration ban. You know, I, I don't understand. Whenever we go to any foreign countries, we abide by their rules, their laws. And yet, why is it when we have immigrants coming to our country, all of those rules and laws go out the window? I mean, have we really become that lax that we do not implement them? I don't and understand. No wonder, the, and it's no yeah. wonder we have so much violence and, and everybody's so volatile and angry anymore. I think it's really a ridiculous argument. You know, I brought this up. I was in a bit of a Twitter an exchange, I'll call it, with Mark Cuban, the owner of the uh, Mavericks, the Dallas Mavericks. And I, by the way, I've met him. I know him. I don't like that he's so anti-Trump. I think he's a little knee-jerk on it all. I think he needs to kind of beef up on his political knowledge a little bit, but I like the fact that he's engaged and he's willing to engage. And, you know, on a personal level, he seems like a pretty fun guy. And so it was a respectful exchange, but I'm like, hey, uh, I'm sorry 109 people were convenienced out of the 325,000 in the day in question. 
Uh, but when it comes to Americans getting killed and gambling with their lives, it's not an option for me. This, to me, is a gamble. You know, taking people in and not vetting them is a gamble. I'm not willing to gamble. As a matter of fact, I want to double down and make it even tougher. And that means any country that trains Islamists, any country that has been involved in terrorist activity, anybody that aids, abets, harbors these people, they're just as guilty as the people that do it to me. And I'm sorry, you know, I get inconvenienced when I travel all the time. And I'm not bringing bombs and guns and, and knives and box cutters on the airplanes. And every time I go through an airport, I don't mind being questioned. I don't mind being wanted. I don't mind my bags being searched. I don't care that the, my underwear is in there. I don't care that my socks are in there. I don't care. Do what you have to do so that everybody else on my plane can be assured that I'm not going to be trouble for them on that flight. They deserve that assurance. And unfortunately, that's the world we live in. That's the evidence that evil in our time exists. We're all being inconvenienced. So if you're coming from another country and we've got to inconvenience you, well, if you don't like it, don't come here. Stay where you are. We're not begging you to come here. That's the way it is. Every country that I've been to, when I went to London, I got, a, I got questioned by immigration officials there. Why are you here? How long are you going to be here? Why do you have a return flight that in six hours from now? Why are you only here for six hours? That was a big question for them. I said, I had an interview. I said, I want to get home and sleep in my own bed. I said, interview with who? And I told them. Yeah, well, I'm not, I don't lie. Why would I lie? What did they say when you told them? They know who it was? They knew. And? They knew. <laughs> they didn't say anything. They just wanted to know. You know, because look, I guess there's not many people that fly from Miami to London, stay on the ground six hours, and then go home to New York. So my travel itinerary seemed a little off to them. Yeah, and you probably didn't have luggage, right? I, I never have luggage. I have one bag. Yeah, so they had every right to stop you. One carry-on bag. That's all I ever use. And so they, they questioned me. When I went to Israel, um, you were with us in Israel. Yeah, I was the one that didn't get through security. Yeah, well, but remember, we had, like, great treatment in Israel because we were interviewing the prime minister. They still questioned us all, every one of us. Yeah, but... I was the one who did not get through security. Why not? You guys were in the lounge. Because you look like a criminal. That's why. <laughs> Don't you remember one of the other people traveling with us? He saw me. He's like, yeah, I saw you getting frisked. And my bags were opened and they went through it. Listen, I've never been on a, on a plane with, ja with sweet baby James and he doesn't get wanded. I have no idea why. Because James is, he's like off reading a book. And well, he, that name is very aggressive. I can understand. James, sweet baby. Okay, but they don't know his nickname is sweet baby James. But, but James... I think it's the way, I honestly do, because he'll stay online and read a book while you're online waiting to get wanded and checked and your bags checked. So, all right, back to our phones as we say hi to Connors in Orlando, Florida, News Radio, WDBO 96.5. What's going on? Hey, how's it going, Sean? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. So, um, I'm, I'm 23. I live in Orlando and I go to law school here and, uh, I got to tell you, I have uh, serious concerns about the future in America because 99% of my classmates that are supposed to be future lawyers and politicians and, and you know business owners, they are completely stunned by Trump being president. Uh, they're completely flabbergasted by the immigration um, hold for the 90 days, and uh, they're pretty upset about the Supreme Court pick too. So um, I'm, I'm, it doesn't look too good for America if these people are going to be leading our country in 30 years. Listen, I'm not worried because I think, you know, go to the adage of Winston Churchill. If you're 20 and not a liberal, you don't have a heart. If you're 40 and not a conservative, you don't have a brain, right? 
So I'm cutting a little bit of slack for kids that are in school that have been indoctrinated by liberal leftist professors. And once they get into the real world, it's amazing when you get your first paycheck how it changes your perspective on life. And then you see, well, hang on a second. They they took 40% for federal taxes. Well, they took another 10% for state taxes. And then they're taking Social Security, FICA money. Then they're taking, you know, this money and this money. I'm only getting half of what I pay, what I was supposed to get paid. Oh, that has an, a, an amazing impact on people to raise their awareness. I would argue this. If Americans on April 15th, tax day every year, had to write a check out of their bank account rather than withholding, I guarantee you we'd have a revolution in this country the next day. That's how fast that would be. Anyway, thanks for a good call. All the best to you in school, by the way. Digging deep to expose how the government wastes your money each and every day. This is the Sean Hannity Show. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. we got a busy Hannity tonight, a lot of fallout from Neil Gorsuch, the liberal meltdown and predictable reaction we're going to get into tonight. And we got a full slate of people, including Leonardo Leo, who helped put together the list that Donald Trump is choosing from. Hugh Hewitt, Ari Fleischer join us tonight, Jay Sekulow, two people that clerked for Judge Neil Gorsuch. They'll join us tonight. We have the latest on John Stewart and Whoopi Goldberg uh, comparing Trump's administration to the Taliban. Dr. Gorka will join us and also we'll check in with Kevin McCarthy, who is now the House Majority Leader. Will the House support the Trump agenda? That and Dr. Cornell West, 10 Eastern tonight. Hannity on Foxy tonight at 10 and back here tomorrow. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Hey, as spring unfolds, the warmer breezes, guess what? It is time to embrace the comfort of your own backyard, and I have found a game changer for your home oasis. It's the Michael Phelps Swim Spa by Master Spas. Now, this is the ultimate two-for-one deal. You get a luxurious hot tub that meets an elite exercise pool that you'll love. This is not just relaxation. It is a first-class experience in the privacy of your own space. Just go to masterspas.com, enter the promo code Hannity in the upper right-hand corner for up to $1,000 off your Master Spa. Exercise, relax, recover with the only hot tub and swim spa brand that I trust. That's masterspas.com. Ronald Reagan cut taxes, cut government spending, and gave us peace through strength. Now you can celebrate this great president with a limited-run, half-ounce silver coin from the top-rated precious metals company, Gold Co. All qualified listeners who visit HannityGold.com this week will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. So go to HannityGold.com and get yours free while supplies last. That's HannityGold.com.